0: I'm Cindy Potter. I am the senior deputy director of athletics at Columbia College in Columbia, Missouri. I am currently the COSIDA president and um, I'm also NAI CIDA past president.
1: What drove your interest to serve on the COSIDA boards of directors?
0: Okay, so that's a totally loaded question. I think that uh, my very first convention um, back in Nashville, I really met some some great people and they kind of introduced me to some of our leaders in CoSIDF that I didn't know at the time. And I didn't know what, um, what anyone's position was or anything, I came in completely blind to that convention. And, um, I remember sitting even to this day, I remember sitting at one of our luncheons and back then the board, um, at the luncheons sat up on the stage. And as embarrassing as it is to sit in front of a room of hundreds of people eating, watching you eat, um, I thought to myself, it would be awesome to be up there one day. So I want to be up there one day. I want to be, um, a leader in this organization. And um, little did I know that, you know, just a couple of years later, um, I'd be throwing my name in the hat for uh, an at-large or a college vision um, board position. And so, um, so I was selected and, um, and thought that that was great. It was a great three years, um, though back then we didn't have Zoom. And so, so all of our board calls and everything were on the phone and um i think that my first 2 years on the board were it was just a lot of listening because because it's really hard to get a word in when you're on the phone and there's you know 25 people and everyone's trying to talk and um and so i was someone who just sat back and and listened a lot um and it wasn't until my 3rd year that i really you know took initiative and and got involved and and when I rotated off the board, uh, I became NAI CIDA president. And that was um, that was enough leadership for me. That was enough work um, that I felt like, okay, I'm I'm glad I've rotated off the CIDA of board, um, take on this new role and this new leadership, and um really enjoyed that. But towards the end of that presidency, I thought, you know, really I I do aspire to be co-CIDA president one day and um never thought that it would happen, but, um, you know, here I am, I have a lot of good relationships and, and have networked a ton. And I think that, um, you know, really those relationships that I've built in the, in COSIDA, in the organization, um, have led me here. And a lot of them just kind of set that tone and, um, and I wanted to be like them. So, so that's how I got here.
1: What are you most thankful for in this industry?
0: One hundred percent, my the relationships and the friendships that I've built. I do have a lot of people that have left the business, uh, but we are still friends and um, still talk often. And um, I, if it if it wasn't for the relationships and the friends that I've made, um, I don't believe that I would still be in the business. Uh, I think that when times get tough, it's those relationships that you've built that you lean on the most, and they're the ones who get you through and so I think that over the years you know you you grow and you mature and and you've got your friends that you know that you knew when you were young and these are friends for a lifetime. Uh, these are friends that I wouldn't have otherwise ever met, and um, but they understand the unique challenges that we go through in college athletics. And I think that it has just been um, the a, a blessing of a lifetime to um, have been part of this organization and and built the relationships and friendships that I have.
1: That. Leads into the second part of the question. Um, what are you most thankful for in life?
0: Um, well, Brandon, you say that and I immediately get emotional. So, um, you know, definitely thankful for, for friends, but family, uh, you know, my, my family means everything to me and um, my husband and two young kids have been. By my side through all of this crazy hectic work life lack of work life balance um and they've stuck by me um my parents who just decided to you know drop me off 1500 miles away from home and then leave me with no car or no phone uh 22 years ago like you know just just left me to, to fend for myself. I think they knew that I could do it. And, um, and I'm forever grateful for that because I would not, not be here had they not done that. Um, and, and yeah, I'm just going back to, to the friends before this business, you know, I, I've got, um, a, a really close friend from junior high who has been my rock. She's back in Canada and, um, and she is she's my number one. She's my person. Um, has been there through everything. We actually had babies within twelve days of one another, and we're a thousand miles apart. We had no idea. Um, it just speaks to the level of of friendship that we've got, and so um, forever grateful for for her and and the rest of my family and friends. Love to hear that.
1: Love to hear that. Uh, what do you feel passionate about in life?
0: Hard work. Um, I wish I would have thought more through these questions, or or listened listened more recently to your other podcast, so that I would um, be more prepared. But I think I think my biggest passion is hard work. I try to instill that in my kids um, all the time. Um, And uh if you know me, you know that I will say I'm I'm not the most talented at anything. I was never the most talented athlete. Um I'm not not and never have been the most talented administrator or SID um, or anything in my life, but I never um, wanted that, you know, that level of talent to stand in my way. And so Um, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that hard work trumps talent any day. And, um, and I think that looking back on my life, I think that I, I've proved that. And I hope really to instill that in my kids. And I hope to instill that in the student athletes that I, um, that I interact with as well.
1: Uh circling back to your personal life uh, what's something that's on your bucket list
0: oh wow um, i would say <laughs> i have a lot of things on my bucket list i've never traveled overseas so i would love to travel overseas um would love to travel down under and um and make my rounds through australia and new zealand um, Ultimately, I really hope to raise two grateful and passionate kids. Um, they're still young at this point, And so, so really, you know, fulfilling them, fulfilling their dreams is one, number one and number two on my bucket list. Um, and other than that, probably, you know, retiring someday and, and, um, working down at Disney World, so.
1: Focusing back on COSIDA, what's something that COSIDA membership doesn't know that makes board membership so rewarding?
0: I think that the messages that we receive from, from members um, throughout the years telling us how grateful they are for the support um you know, little things like thank your SID week. Um, the recognition that that the members get and then um, pass that along to us uh, is very meaningful. Um, I think just the support of of the network as a whole um, is is just it, it's truly, remarkable to, to be in a position where you feel like you're making a difference. And, um, so when members reach out to tell us the good and the bad, um, that makes me realize we are making a difference and, and not everybody agrees with the choices that we make or, um, a stance that we take, but, um, Knowing that that members are listening and people are listening, coaches, administrators, um, it makes a huge difference in, in how we perceive and, and how we do business at the board.
1: What's your biggest challenge as it relates to the profession now and in the future?
0: I think our biggest challenge is probably out of our control, and that is just college athletics um you know the future of college college athletics is is our biggest challenge um where we're going with it and and we really we have no control over it um you know we we serve at at the pleasure of our student athletes and our institutions and um and really when you think about it um, without student athletes and without athletic departments, um, we don't have jobs. And so, um, you know, that that's a huge challenge. We're facing a huge enrollment decline and, and, um, you know, college is expensive and, um, you know, we've just continued at, at a rate that isn't sustainable. And I think that, um, that's a, that's a huge challenge for us. Um, without college athletics, uh, there is no COSIDA. And, um, and most of us are without a job. And so, so that's, that's probably the, the biggest fear ahead of us.
1: Yeah, if you could change one thing about working in an athletic communications office, what would it be?
0: I'm going to say just the interaction with student-athletes. I wish that we had more time for interaction with student athletes. Um, I know that maybe at some places, if you've got enough people in your office, you're directly connected with a team or a couple teams and you have those sort of relationships. But um, a majority of us are um, one man shops or (coughs) one woman shops that have a couple of student helpers or graduate assistants or interns, and um, we don't get to build those relationships with student-athletes that, that we really would like. Uh, personally, I, when I started um, in this position at Columbia College, we only had five athletic teams and uh, around 75 student-athletes um, every year. And I knew everyone by name and could repeat hometown. And I knew everything about every student athlete. And I met with them regularly um, in the other side of my job, which is compliance. Um, I, I talk to student athletes constantly. And I think that that has changed because now, again, personally, we've got um, we went from five to now we have 20. Um, 20 teams and, um, about 360 student athletes. And so, uh, so I, you know, I'm really missing out on that, that connection. And so I think, uh, I'm not alone in that and that's where we get our greatest joy. Um, doing this, doing this job is seeing student athletes succeed and, and having those connections with them is huge. And so, so it's definitely something that I would love to see change.
1: then can you tell us something that few people know about you?
0: Mm. (laughs) There's not too many things that people don't know about me anymore. Um, I, when I say that I am blind, I'm legitimately blind. I, um, uh, I'm legally blind in my right eye with my glasses on. Um, I have had two major eye surgeries in my lifetime, one when I was a senior in high school and one, um, just less than three weeks after, um, having my daughter and, um, both were significant, uh, significant events in my life. And, um, so when I say that I can't see that and people kind of laugh, um, it's legitimate. I, I really, I really struggle. And, um, and it's probably my biggest fear in life is, is losing my vision. And so, um, so that's probably something that people don't, don't really know about me.
1: And lastly, how would your best friend describe you in four words or less?
0: Okay. So I did my homework on this one. I knew you were going to ask this. Um, and so I asked a couple of close friends and, and coworkers um, and I asked them to just give me a word. And um, the first word is tenacious, which I don't disagree with, <laughs> um, but tenacious because I definitely am stubborn, um, but I, I stick with um, stick with my goals and, and, and eventually, you know, see things through stamina was a word that was given because, because I'm constantly on the go and, um, and don't sleep very much personal choice, not recommended to anyone, but I don't sleep very much. Just given everything that I've got going on, Um, giving, I love, 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 to give to people. Um, it's my favorite thing to do. I definitely go overboard on, on gifts and, um, and so I, I love to be a giver to, to others. And then um, this one kind of goes with, with stamina, but um, a multitasker. So that was given to me by our very own Jeff Hodges. Um, he said, he said, awesome at first. And I said, no, I'm, (laughs) I can't say that about myself, but, um, but he said multitasker, uh, he doesn't know anyone else who can, um, who, who carries as much as I do and, and makes it all work. And so I would agree. I think that there are lots of people in this world that have a lot of things on their plate and are able to multitask very well. Um, I just, happen to be fortunate enough to be, to have this platform and for a lot of people to see how many, just how many things I've got on my plate. Um, I'm Don't take that for granted and, 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 you know, don't recommend taking on as much as, as I do, but um, multitaskers definitely in there.
1: I think um, without being said, being a multitasker is kind of a requirement in this industry. With, uh, with all of the tasks and things that um, athletics communicators have to deal with. But um, thank you for your time and joining uh, this last week of executive session.
0: Thank you so much, Brandon.